Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everyone. Chuck Bonnewell, Julie Hayden, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Brought to you on this party Friday by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Senogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, it is a great party Friday, Chuck. I just wrote down, before we get to Priscilla Ryan, all the great things. Netflix is down about $50 billion and tens Yay. of thousands of subscribers. Spotify canceled the Obamas. CNN Plus is canceled. The Santa signed the SmackDown Disney bill. Um, it looks like Marjorie Taylor Greene is kind of kicking butt in the courtroom in Florida right. where they're questioning her about whether she stole lines from Independence Day, the movie. Oh, I mean, wow. it's like, it's a party Friday. So. Well, I'd like to introduce a good friend, uh, the the uh, vice, vice chair. chair of the Republican Party, Priscilla Rahm. Um, she's always been a grassroots people. We don't always agree on everything, but you never, you never do. Priscilla, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Chuck and Julie, thanks for having me on. You bet. Well, the one thing you've been since the day you got elected um, vice chair is an advocate for getting the minority community involved with uh, Republicans. Um, and it's not been easy. I can remember when I was on the executive committee, passed for Stockholm, and I kind of led the charge to get you money, which uh, KBB, in her infinite wisdom, uh, squashed. Uh, but I understand you've got an event coming up, which is exciting. Tell us about it. Sure. Tomorrow, Saturday, starting at 8.30, in partnership with Heritage Foundation, we're having our Empowering Pastors and Parents Conference. We are wanting to get our religious community, especially um, the Black and Hispanic community religious leaders together to talk about how we can better educate our children and get involved in civic organizations. And so we want to invite parents who are concerned about the things that they're seeing being taught in our schools, the indoctrination, the sexual grooming, CRT, those types of um, radical ideologies that are being um, perpetrating into our schools. But we also want to make sure our conservative values are being represented in all areas of government. So that's why we're bringing together specifically pastors and parents for our conference tomorrow uh, no, where, so where give us a little bit of the details you said 8 30 where and when and how do people get tickets so 8 30 tomorrow at highline community church that's 6160 south wabash way in greenwood village we're feeding you breakfast from 8 30 to 9 and we're feeding and we're feeding you lunch oh, um, wow. so it's a free event if you would like to come please email Terrace Todd and, and the email address is T-E-R-R-I-S dot Todd, T-O-D-D at heritage.org. Okay. Um, so, or you can email me at Priscilla at C-O-L-O-G. OP. Well, and you know where else I saw it both on Facebook, you've got it on your Facebook page. Yes. Um, I know Jeff Hunt, from the um, Colorado Christian College has it on his Facebook page. So yeah. And also I wrote that down guys. So you can also just text me and I will tell you, you know, let me ask you this. One of the things I think that I think you guys are kind of hitting two key 
things here. You know, Tom Tancredo has long said that Republicans for a while were afraid of reaching out to the because they didn't want to be called extreme to some of the religious organizations. And he said that can be kind of like our equivalent of some of the groups the, the Democrats have working for them. So that's great you're doing that. And I know well, Tom and Brazil have a uh, similarity in, in that Tom was a teacher right. in the school system and Brazil is now. So they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. You know, what we're what I'm experiencing as a teacher is very alarming. And I know we've talked about this many, many times. And we just can't be asleep. We can't be passive. When it comes to the future of our children, there are attacks. We were talking um, recently about what's going on with Disney and Governor DeSantis. We cannot sit back and allow our children to be manipulated and be controlled by ideology that's damaging to them. And so it's time for us to do this in a very civil way. We just need to be educated on on what's going on, how to communicate with the school system, and what we can do to get civically involved. There are lots of boards and commissions we can be a part of to get our voices heard. Well, you know, and I think it's so important when you look at, you know, Rev, we have an 11-year-old in fifth grade, and they just wrapped up what are the CMAS, the statewide testing, right? And it's great. His school is saying, thank all of you guys for participating. It's always one of our goals to be in the top five I think percentage of schools in the state for that. And then you look at Denver. This is, you know, the Denver public. The goal is also the uh, yeah, 5%, 5%, but the bottom, bottom 5%. The bottom 5%. And so you've got that kind of thing going on. And we have a friend whose daughter is in fifth grade going through sex ed in Denver. And I can't even use the terms, the terms the teachers are using for these kids to use. I mean, this kid someday in polite conversation is going to use some of these terms because this is what they're, te- I mean, it's, I was astonished. She said, she, she kind of blurted this out at the dinner table and they were like, Oh, you know, I mean, he said, it's a term and grown men, I would never even use in a locker room. And he said, yet yeah, that's what they were teaching her, but they aren't teaching her to read and write. No. Yeah. It's going beyond just health education. Good health education is important. Our bodies are changing. Um, young people are going through their hormones and changes of life and we should teach them like good hygiene and things like that but it's actually going way beyond that into inappropriate conversations at inappropriate ages that we need to empower parents for those conversations and really be careful about what our children are being exposed to too too early because it is damaging to them and they are um we're seeing a lot of depression we're seeing a lot of social emotional issues children are confused that's not healthy so it's something we definitely need to be a part of the conversation about well, these days in particular, I mean, every national survey indicates that Hispanics um, and in part um, African-Americans are, are tending, trending toward the Republican Party. I've never quite figured out why in Colorado um, the establishment Republicans hate reach out. I mean, you know, they talk about it, but they really dislike it. Um, they almost give no money for it. They make no effort to to be involved in the minority community, as Casper Stockholm has come on the show and repeatedly indicated. Um, and maybe it's because they feel like there'll be social conservatives and, and the establishment, you know, they're, 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 they're wonderful uh, wokeness, uh, thinks that Democrats are right about all things. But events like yours are incredibly important if the Republicans want to prevail in yeah. Colorado, because if they can take the Hispanic vote, um, they're going to they're going to win their share of races in Colorado. You're absolutely right. Um, Chuck, black and Hispanic families 
trend conservative. They really are conservative at heart. And we have an opportunity here. And we've had a great example with the former President Trump, who was able to garner a lot more minority votes in the last election. And so he's an example of the power of outreach into different communities and just being president and being being a part of the conversation with them and talking to them about the things that matter to them. And so we're working hard to change that. And our event tomorrow is something that we hope is going to just blossom and grow into the November election. You know, and I want to give you credit, Priscilla. Um, You know, we've, um, I think I first met you right after you became the vice chair at a Douglas County event. I mean, you go to these events, right? You don't just plan them and sign off on them. You're at the events and I see you at all kinds of things. I watch your Facebook page, you know, you're, you're all over the place. And I think that's important too, that people want to see when when you take time to do it, right? That says to the pastors and that says to the, the people who are going, the parents are going, Hey, this, this person is listening, this person, it matters. So I, I think like you and and Casper say, you know, the outreach is, is huge, particularly, I mean, the Democrats are just giving us every opportunity in the book with their loser policies. Well, you, you just, let her answer. Well, well. Okay. You're right. And um, I guess I'll do a quick plug that Sunday we have the law enforcement appreciation day at Douglas County too, where I'll be there. We'll have a booth We're you're right. We're going to be everywhere you're, you are um, in the community hearing from people about what matters. And this is an opportunity because the Democrats are not the ones to fix the problems that they created. They created so many problems for everyday people. We don't, I'm a teacher. I'm on a teacher's salary. I'm not a millionaire. And so I, I'm paying attention to the gas pump. I'm paying attention to the groceries. I'm making decisions and I'm making sacrifices so that I can get the word out about the fact that we need to make these changes right now. And and what's one of the amazing things? I mean, Trump is always called a racist and an anti-Semitite, even though his son-in-law is Jewish and and everything else. And the establishment of the Republican Party, the Mitch McConnells are always talking about, well, you know, we'll never appeal um, to the minority communities with all these racists leading our party. And they found out that, no, actually Donald Trump's uh, message of pro-America, pro-American jobs. Um, good economy. Good economy, uh, social conservative views. Um, that's what appeals to, to all the people who came out to vote for him. They didn't come out to vote for Mitch McConnell. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just, it's wonderful that you're out there and, and fighting hard. And I hope they have a lot more events uh, to allow you to u- to utilize uh, your skills and, and abilities. Well, thank you. And you know what? They're so silly when they say that Colorado Republicans are racist when they've repeatedly elected black vice chairs. I mean, there's so many. It's like it's just such a lie that they accuse us of being racist when we really are doing what we can in order to uh uplift and promote and make life better for every American. doesn't matter your skin color. And so I'm, I'm proud to be a Republican and a conservative and to represent our party. And we're going to make some great changes this November. I'm, I'm excited. All right. One more time. Then before we let you go, what what about the event tomorrow? Once again, what, what is it going to be? Free food. Free food. food. Amazing. A cruise, you know, (laughs) amazing speakers. Um, We're flying in K Carl Smith, who's the founder of Frederick Douglass Republic. Republicans. We've got Jeff Hunt from Centennial Institute, Katie Gorka, who's the wife of Sebastian Gorka. Um, So we have a lot of myself, I'll be speaking as well um, at Highline Community Church tomorrow, starting at 830, come and have free breakfast and coffee and free lunch. And we'll be done around 215, 230. And you can register at terrace.todd 
um, at heritage.org. So Terrace, T-E-R-R-I-S dot T-O-D-D at heritage.org. All right. Well, great to see you, Priscilla. Thanks for coming on. And good luck tomorrow. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So if you want to go to that, um, it's Terrace, T-E-R-R-I-S dot Todd at heritage.org. I think that's good. I mean, Tom Cancredo has long talked um, about, you know, the, the Republicans shied away from the church. I mean, it can be kind of like what a Planned Parenthood or Sierra Club. Or, but, I mean, why, the, but why do they? Because they don't belong to those churches. No. They they belong to the nice Episcopal church where where all those uh, yeah. deplorables don't belong. That's why they shy away. Uh, they shy away because who they are. And and the, one of the great things that happened down in Colorado Springs is there was, you know, there was the grassroots Republican Party. Right. Um, and, and they are not with uh, the establishment and not with Christy Burton Brown. Uh, they're with the, the average person. Hey, and this in case, it's, Priscilla, if you're still listening, you don't need to come back on, but it just says, hey, th- th- people are thanking you in our chat section. And Leo says, you're great. Um, and Sandra says, not only that, everyone should be concerned because the next generation will be running this country. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Scary. Yeah, it's kind of scary. You know, although again, we've talked- No, we're not going to let them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Joe, well, Biden, the Joe well. Biden will <laughs> still be running and, and same with Nancy Pelosi. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like crazy. Um, you know, so like I said, on this party Friday, really- a lot to be grateful for and to party about. Um, you know, you're watching, but plus inflation, right? So you have all these woke corporations, and it's one thing to be a woke corporation when everybody's got plenty of cash and you know wants to doesn't have anything to do with it because they're in lockdown. So you can you know watch Disney Plus, you can watch Netflix. But as soon as people have a choice and money gets tight, I mean, we canceled our Netflix, right? I, the biggest reason was yes, it was a little bit of politics, but I admit I was like. There's nothing on. Yeah. I mean, you'd sit there and you're like, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> I'm like, why am I paying for this? Right. Yeah, and yeah. so I canceled it. And what they had like massive losses in their business plan is like, well, we'll be better by 2024. Yeah, sure. um, but you're not going to be right. I think it's so funny. Spotify canceled the Obamas. Well, Obamas didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Right? I mean, they, they <laughs> kind of went, well, what do you mean? We're supposed to work for the 20 million bucks? I mean, we do three well, podcasts um, a week, right? Yeah, it's not that we're, hard. We're, we're supposed to do something. <laughs> Bucks, we could do We're five. the Obamas, you know, we just mooch off people. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus. Ron DeSantis, they're all freaking out. He smacked down Disney, took away their special governing um, and their special tax thing. I love what the legislator said. Disney, you're a guest in our state. You don't run our state. And then um, again, CNN. But then, but then you always have Jenna Ellis said, how dare they do that to <laughs> Disney? You go, Jenna, <laughs> right, just, right. just don't say right. anything. So yeah, and this is right from Stephen. When did the mission of a corporation change from increasing Increasing shareholder wealth and serving their customers to being activists and social justice warriors. Well, you know, that's even Starting why they, in 2016. Yeah, that's why they need to start pushing so hard. These global elites, these global corporations, the uh, the censorship, right? It's it's no coincidence that you have all the former Brennans and the, the fake intelligence people who swore up and down that Hunter Biden's laptop was fake, right? Was disinformation. Why they're now all lobbying Congress to make sure that they don't do anything to help dismantle some of the big tech platforms, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a whole arm together. Hey, and TJ, if you want to go ahead and give Dave a call, we can bring him on now too. He was going to be Zoom, but he texted me and said, could he do a phone call? Okay, they're, they're busy don't, at don't the call lunch. him, Dave, call him. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. We'll let him talk about it. And then I want to let you guys also know, Representative Stephanie Locke, um, in cooperation or coordination with um, Dave Williams, they 
have introduced a bill at the legislature um, also that we're going to talk to Stephanie about that would have Polis in the state apologizing for all the lives and businesses that they destroyed. You know, if Denver can apologize to China for something right, that happened right. in 1880, yeah. you think Polis, okay, rather yeah. than reaching out to Disney, could apologize attacking to the- Disney, right. attacking the attack on Disney, right? Right. But now we've got uh, Let's Go Brandon on the line. Uh, Dave, Let's Go Brandon Williams. Thanks for joining us. Brandon. Hey, Dave, are you there? So, Dave, people's heads. Okay, thank you for your time on this Friday. People's heads are just exploding. Um, and, and they're accusing you of it being a PR stunt. And if it was, you need to open your own PR agency because you couldn't have planned it any better. You're on the Hill, you're on Gateway Ponda, and you're all over the place. Why don't you explain what you're doing and why and, and what on earth is Jenna Griswold's, you know, reason for trying to squash, to squash free, speech. free speech? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I couldn't tell you why Jenna Griswold is doing what she's doing. Other than that, she's just triggered. She's a woke leftist who can't, you know, handle um, this nickname and what it represents. And so she wants to violate uh, Colorado revised statutes and, and free speech. And so, you know, we had a decision to make, uh, you know, were we going to follow through and try to put the nickname that we've had uh, for a while now uh, on the ballot or are we uh, going to back down and, and uh, let her have her way? And ultimately I thought it was important to take her to court and, and let's, let's go ahead and adjudicate this. Well, you know, and I follow you on Twitter and you've been representative Dave, let's go Brandon Williams for a long time on Twitter. And so what you just wanted to have the ability to put that because you're, you're the top line um, yeah. and the primary, the right. Republican Senate primary or the, not Senate, the congressional district primary coming up. Um, and you just wanted to have this in your name on the ballot, right? Yeah, correct. I, you know, I, um, I've had this, uh, you know, I think I made the change late December, early January, would have been certainly the first week of January. I put the change on my social media. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, you just said it. It's been on my Twitter, you know, for that long. We, I've used it regularly, uh, not only on social media, but also at public events. And, you know, Colorado law allows for a nickname. And so we put it on there. And then uh, about two weeks or so after I had submitted my uh, paperwork, I, I got the denial in. And they had claimed that, you know, it's a political slogan. It's not a nickname. And Well, number one, it's a political ballot, right? I mean, I could see if you were putting it on some non-political thing, maybe. But it's not like the GOP primary isn't political. Well, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I just go back to state law there's no there's no and this is in the brief we wrote there's no slogan standard and and statute and for good reason because the government shouldn't be in the business of regulating the content of anything um this is just something that they made up you know and and they're doing it because at the end of the day they're offended they're just offended by what it is and what it represents and um and i i think ultimately they're they're trying to put the their thumbs on the scale of the fifth CD primary. And, you know, this, this is just evident them denying me is evidence of that. Well, you, you were on the George Brocco show and I got the chance to pod, listen to it on the podcast form and he didn't seem to be happy with yeah. you. <laughs> Liberals and rhinos are triggered by this. Well, I mean, George, George is pretty fair with me. I don't, I don't think he was trying to, 
you know, tip the scales too far one way or the other. But, you know, I told him, I told others, you know, who are certainly criticizing me for this move. If you really think it's going to hurt me, then let me have it. At the end of the, at the end of the day, let the, let the marketplace decide the voters, they're going to mm-hmm. decide whether or not, you know, um, this is a good idea or a bad idea. And, you know, for, for good or for bad, this is a nickname that I adopted. Um, uh, back in back at the beginning of the year, so it's you know it's something that I regularly use. Colorado law allows it. Um, what's you know what's the controversy really? Well, and and and, and why does she care? Yeah, yeah and, and it seems to me that if if Doug Lamborn wanted to go Doug Rhino Lamborn, he should have an absolute <laughs> right to do that. And, and, and there's I, I don't know why. Right. They, I don't know why they, they, right. they wouldn't Doug allow them there. Swamp, <laughs> swamp rhino, swamp. something like that. I mean, it's only be fair if, if he could get his his message out to the people um, uh, for the one. Where where is Doug these days? We were down at the assembly. He was supposed to speak along with the other um, congressional candidates, and somehow he he wasn't there. He's he's in a fight with uh, Vicky Tonkins and the El Paso County people. Uh, what what what's he up to? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think that's the million-dollar question that everyone asks, uh, you know, or have been asking for 16 years. Like, what yeah. has Doug Lamborn been doing with his time? <laughs> and as far as I know, he's been, you know, collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, he's been getting into ethics scandals. Um, Maybe that's keeping him busy. Not, not fighting, not fighting Joe Biden in a way that, well, one at all, but certainly not in the way that the district demands. Well, you know, here's what I like about this, Dave. I mean, you just show, and we've been fans of yours for years, but time and time again, and this is what we need in Congress are people who are willing to fight, right? Because you could have just rolled over and said, all right, Jenna Griswold, you know, I I guess you win, I won't do this. But I mean, you're fighting before you're even elected, (laughs) right? I mean, it's as you said, Jenna Griswold, she has no right, no reason, no statutory authority. Uh, Of course, that doesn't bother the Democrats, right? It doesn't bother her. She she did check with Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah, Planned Parenthood said they didn't like it but i mean that's what we really need the f- i think i'm imp- i'm impressed and i think it's a good thing that you're like even taking the fight right because rather than because i bet you probably had got mixed advice from con- i mean you know i'm sure a lot of consultants dick wadams would probably not advise yeah, you Greg Rofe like probably wouldn't tell you to put this on there no. but not so one you've got the guts to go ahead and do that so people know where you stand and they can either vote for you or not but then not to let the, the partisan hack jenna griswold be telling republicans even more how we can or cannot run our elections yeah it's um it's i mean it's interesting right i mean i got i got more publicity you know out of this because of what jenna did right i mean she forced me to to sue her office because of the denial and and of course i didn't i didn't send out a press release on it until until marshall with uh, news channel nine picked it up and tweeted it out Oh, hey, Representative Williams is suing, you know, to have his nickname on the ballot, and so it kind of exploded from there. And I had to say something. Right. Um, I mean, it just goes to show you they're their own worst enemy, I guess. I mean, if their goal was to shut this down and not let anyone know about it, they failed. Right. I, well, you, you know, know I, I, and we were at an event last night, or I was at an event last night. The North Jeffco Tea Party just packed. It had Greg Lopez there, and everybody, and also had Ron Hanks, and and everybody in the world, including. 
our good friend Peter Boyles and everyone else. Oh, that ad where he shot the copier said Dominion. That's over. It's over. He'll never recover yeah. from that. He'll top never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of results in the top line to the, <laughs> for the senatorial one. I mean, it's, I, I just love how the left and in particular establishment Republicans are humorless. They're yeah, the most yeah. <laughs> humorless group of people always wanting to be taken, quote, quote, seriously. And, and nobody does, but they always demand it. Well, and you probably, if you wanted to put Doug non-binary Williams, they probably would have been okay with that, right? I mean, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Let me, I if mean, I could, it, oh, it, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, well, I just, I, yeah, they, they, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> what about, I wanted to ask you, and then I wanted to just real quick get into the, um, just what's going on. We have Stephanie Luck coming on at 3.30, but um, in terms of the lawsuit, there's not a lot of time, right? The ballots I mean, the, the election is in June. You have a hearing the, Tuesday, don't you? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, they, have a, they must have to print it pretty quick. So, yeah, what's the status of all that? Correct. So the ballot has to be certified. Um, the names have to be certified by the 29th so that uh, the military yeah. ballots specifically can be get printed, but also so the county clerks can start their work uh, because they're the ones that actually administer the election. So we have a hearing on uh, the 26th, Tuesday, starting at 9 and we'll provide evidence both sides will get to make their case and then the judge will you know is expected to rule fairly quickly is it in denver where's the where's the hearing yeah it's in denver district court um i can't remember the judge's name but uh you know we we think that you know we certainly should win on merits but yeah. You know, so often. You will, you will you get a Democratic judge because yeah. there's nothing we'll, but right, Democratic we'll keep, district court judges. Yeah, we'll stay. Keep us posted on how that goes. Let me real quick turn to the legislature. Um, there's a ton of stuff going on, um, and they've only what, got till May 11th. Anything they, I know there's the fentanyl bill, um, which to me, it's like, hello, why is it even a question? It's like, if a gram of fentanyl can kill a billion people, why should it be like, like, oh, I have no idea what this fentanyl is doing in my pocket. I mean, what are some other stuff going on at the legislature? And you guys seem to be once again, doing a good job at fighting at least as hard as you can. Well, no, well, no, 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 the Senate is not a few, a few of us are doing what we can, uh, but yes. right now, actually right now we're fighting on the fentanyl bill. Um, and that's, you know, that's a whole, I mean, you'd want a lot of time to discuss and unpack everything that's going on there, but the, we still have the election bill that's coming up 153, yeah. Yeah. um, collective, collective bargaining for, uh, county employees. Um, that's still on the table. Uh, there's still about 200 bills, maybe wow. more, um, that we still have to get through and we have less than three weeks to sort of get through them. And so, there's a lot left on the table. I think Democrats are concerned that they're not going to retain majorities. So yeah. they're pushing, you know, they're pushing everything they can at the very last moment. Well, hopefully you guys can ask. I was reading a thing. Actually, it was an interesting article in the Denver Post, and they were quoting some Republicans who seem to have a sense of humor saying, yeah, we have a lot of questions. I mean, because you guys can you guys can have a, maybe you can't control the vote, but you can control how long it takes, at least to a certain extent, the discussions. Right. And maybe prevent some of these outrageous bills that are among the 200 from them having even time to address. Can that be a strategy? Correct. Correct. So as the closer we get to the end, the, the more leverage we have as a minority because we can hold up the, the calendar and the clock. So we'll do some of that, but it also requires a unified Republican caucus. And, you know, sometimes sometimes that doesn't happen. 
So <laughs> sometimes. Well, meanwhile, Jenna Griswold. Kevin Triola will help out you. Jenna Griswold's trying to amend her 153 now to say that she and only she can decide what names go on the ballot. That's <laughs> 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 <And, and> so <laughs> Well, I wouldn't and, be surprised if that happened. And uh, let's see. oh oh okay we've got Stephanie with us so we'll let you okay well Dave we'll let you go good luck please keep us posted and and well let me as I think people can do one other I guess point there because here again you're having to spend money from the campaign to fight the legal fight right of something True Scott Gessler which, well which <laughs> should not even be an issue that shouldn't be money you have to spend how can people help out and get information about your campaign sure people can help out by visiting my website Dave. Colorado.com. That's D-A-V-E-F-O-R Colorado.com. There's a big donate button. Um, help help us fund this uh, lawsuit for sure, but more importantly, help us win in June. I mean, we're going to, regardless of what happens next week, we're, we're going to win. And um, we need everyone to help us uh, to make sure that that comes about. Yeah. If you get a fundraiser, let us know and we'll promote it and try right. to get folks there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Dave, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good Have job. a good Friday. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That's Dave. Let's go, Brandon Williams. I mean, that's just crazy. That now we got Stephanie. Let's go, Brandon. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got Stephanie Luck with us. Uh, she's the latest and greatest uh, in the House. House um, District 47, she Pueblo, upset, Fremont County. Upset a, an incumbent, notwithstanding the fact that Greg Brophy and Mark Hillman and all the usual traders raised money for her opponents. Um, so she's a hero to a lot of people. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me on. Hey, we appreciate it. Hey, real quick, before we get to your question, I want to let folks know Priscilla Ron, and thank you for Priscilla, just posted. She was our first guest talking about the event. If you're on the chat section of the um, Zoom, she posted the conference information there. So anybody who wants to look at that can go get it. Um, so Stephanie, I saw this um, and, um, you know, I was reading a thing about Denver, the city of Denver recently, in spite of all the issues going on in Denver, no, Sky, I mean, no they don't have any problems there. So they took the time out to discuss the uh, highly relevant apology to China for something that happened in 1880. Um, but I see you guys, you and Representative Williams and others are pushing for, color, for the state of Colorado and Polis to apologize for destroying all of our lives and businesses during the lockdown. Great idea. Why don't you explain it? Yes. Yeah, so as you know, uh, more and more studies are coming out to prove what we already knew by experience, which is that the policies that were used in response to COVID, as good intentioned as they may have been, actually caused more harm than, than the virus itself. And in comparison to other states that didn't lock down and didn't take on a lot of these policies, we don't have a markedly different mortality rate. And so the very purpose for a lot of these policies didn't even come to fruition. There was no fruit born. In fact, all we really see is devastation. Uh, we see it with those who weren't able to say goodbye to their loved ones in hospital or in nursing homes. We see it for those who um, have increased mental health problems or suicidal ideations or unfortunately may even have taken their lives. We see it with the loss of businesses. People spend decades building up their business, building up a family legacy, only to see it devastated in, in a few short months. And that's just a small list of the consequences that these policies have taken. And so just in talking to people in my district and, in, and beyond, there are many who are hurting. There are many who are fighting temptations of bitterness and unforgiveness and, and just trying to process through grief and hurt. 
And I think it's important for the state as, as leaders, I think it's important that we take responsibility for decisions we made and to name and to acknowledge that these people are suffering as a result of decisions made and to apologize to them, seek their forgiveness and commit to learning from this experience and not going down that road if ever this opportunity were to arise again. I don't want to put on future generations the responsibility that we ourselves should be taking right now. And like you say, you know, we see apologies given 50, 100, 200 or more plus years later. And these are the people right now who need to know that we, we know their story and we want to hear their story. We acknowledge their pain and, and we want to apologize. I just think yeah. it's the right well, thing well, to yeah, do. What, yeah. what might be great um, is if uh, Governor Polis, while he's inviting yeah, Disney, Disney. To, to the free state of Colorado, should know that uh, our theme parks were all shut down. Uh, if they had been in Colorado, they would have been shut down. While in Florida, they're allowed to stay open. And of course, we have the most oppressive regulations and we're raising taxes every chance we get. Uh, for Polis to say, yeah, come to Colorado. Yeah, look what you'd get if you came to Colorado. It'd be one pathetic thing. And, and so for Polis to say, yeah, boy, I'd much rather be in high-tax yeah, Colorado. Be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he should be thinking about apologizing to the businesses he destroyed here yeah. rather than trying to use some... Suck up to Disney. It. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I do think in politics, it's, it's counter to all all wise and sage advice <laughs> um, <laughs> to acknowledge faults. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are called to govern and to govern well. And in my view, governing well means that we take responsibility for those things that we did wrong. And I think that there's enough evidence to show that those policies just weren't the right course. And I don't think that... I don't think that we lose anything. In fact, I think we gain a great deal of the state if we're just humble and, and confess that and provide a pathway for healing for the people that we, we're here to serve. You know, we had a guy on from the um, Independence Institute, and, and I apologize because I can't think of his name right offhand, but he, he did a great study and showed that there were, that while the richest organizations and individuals and companies in Colorado grew their wealth by 63% during the pandemic and the lockdowns. There are 43% fewer small, small businesses, businesses in Colorado. I know we own a, a local newspaper that affects us direct. I mean, oh, half right. of our potential clients are just gone. I mean, we saw, and we talked to at the time businesses, you know, restaurants that were being closed down their liquor, their, their, their assets seized by the health department. I mean, we saw their incredible pain. I mean, we talk to people who are still suffering. And you know, you're right. The Democrats are the one who kind of launched this apology, you know, tour. tour exactly. And and there is something to that. You should take responsibility if you've done something. Well, not for a revolt in Peking. Well, no, exactly. I mean, that's like useless and worthless, right? No one is around who is involved. No one is around who's going to benefit from that. It's just virtue signaling. But I think you're right, Stephanie. This proposal to have the state of Colorado apologize. I mean, th there are people that that would probably benefit at least to hear hey i'm sorry all right maybe it'd be an example well, I mean, of why not to do it again yeah right and you know i've i ran this idea by a lot of people because i wanted the tone to be right i wanted the heart to come through and mm -hmm. i had people read the resolution and instantly choke up when they got to that section where it says we're we apologize please forgive us and i think 
you know, when I talk to them, for instance, one lady, she lost her husband in a hospital. She wanted him to get early treatment medication, things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine that she could not get him access to because of government policy. He, he passed away and she was not allowed to visit him when he passed away because of government policy. And so she is, she is suffering from, in some ways, survivor's guilt, I would say, and, and trying to say, what could I have done different? How could I have advocated better for my husband? How could I have, have done this differently so that this man that I've been married to for three, four, five decades you know, wasn't lost. And, and for her to hear us say, you know what, it wasn't on you. That responsibility wasn't on you. It was on us. And we made the wrong choices. We made the wrong calls. And, and we're sorry for, in essence, you know, putting you in that position and, and seeing the loss of your, your loved one. We have to take responsibility. And until we're able to take responsibility, for anything, how do we instill trust in people? Right. How do we instill right. trust in our ability to lead? You know, as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I, I, I can imagine that as a parent, there are those times when you, you lose your temper and you yell right. or you over-discipline. You go back to your child, presumably if I'm you're sorry. a good parent, yeah. you say, hey, you know, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, this wasn't good behavior on your part, but it also wasn't a right response on mine. That's the kind of culture I want to live in. I want to live in a culture where people can say I was wrong and please forgive me and then move on and move forward. I don't want to live in the place where people double down and ignore the hurting of others. Well, they, they I, I'm, I'm sure you have no democratic. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Do you have any, how much pushback have you gotten from your Republican colleagues? Um, I haven't gotten any pushback whatsoever at this point. I think people are hoping that it will die on the calendar, won't be heard in committee, and will just simply go ignored um, is is kind of what I anticipate. But I don't, I don't know. I'm speaking out of turn, actually, because I haven't spoken um, to many of them about this. But at the end of the day, it's it's in. Stephanie, I think it's really what really comes across in talking to you is, is, is the heart of what you're trying to accomplish here. Um, and, and I think that's important. Um, but I also think it's important that, that people go on the record. I mean, I want to see the Democrats, because I know, and you're being gracious saying we, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't think there was any you and Dave Williams and the Republican caucus, we, and what was done to the state of Colorado. It was all polis and the Democrats. And I won't make you say that. I'll say that. But you know what? They should have to go on the record and say, no, screw you, Coloradans, we're not going to apologize for destroying your lives and keeping you from your loved ones at the most important times of your life. I should, they should have to go on record and vote against apologize to the people while they apologize to the Chinese, you know? Well, I, I will add one sort of caveat to that. While I would not have pushed any of the, the green buttons to advance those policies or sign any of those orders, um, I also can say that I I didn't stand up in the well every single day and demand last session that certain things be done, right? I, I, there could have been additional fight that I put out um, and that my Republican colleagues put out to say this all needs to change. And, and so I do believe that we have culpability as well. And I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any issue with confessing that and just simply okay. saying, you know, to the people of Colorado, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't fight more and, and I didn't bring your stories more um, often up and, and fight because you all were losing everything. And no, I wasn't in the legislature in 2020 when all of this was really being worked yeah. out, but there was stuff last year and even stuff this year. And so 
we do need a change, of course, and all of us have a degree of responsibility in it. Where, what, I mean, talk to me a little bit then about, given that going forward, I mean, I hear where you're coming from. Do you, are there other people you think too, who maybe were like, okay, now we really see what happens if we just kind of, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve and we don't say anything. I think we all, we all learned a lot through this whole thing. I mean, what, what do you think some of the legislators, I mean, do you think things would be different next time? Hopefully there will never be a next time. Well, some of the things you might be able to do, well, you can't do it because you're not in the majority, would be limit the, the power of the governor to just endlessly, yeah. endlessly temporary emergency powers goes into years. And that's certainly never what was intended, but I guess that's not likely to change. Well, and I will say I, I did run that bill last session to mm-hmm. limit his authority. Um, and, you know, I, I ran a bill on early treatment of for COVID so that we could see right. people healed more quickly um, and avoid death, but both of those bills died. Um, and I ran the second one twice, uh, one this year and one last year. So, I mean, there's, there is a lot that can be do, done. There are a lot of guardrails that can be placed, but um, that's part of the purpose of this resolution to say, what did we learn here and how can we apply the lessons learned in order to ensure that these things don't happen again? And, and that goes back really to our core principles. One of the reasons that our principles are so important is because they have stood the test of time. And so we have to be able to apply our conservative, you know, Western tradition, Judeo-Christian principles in all of these types of novel situations, because they're the kinds of principles that lead to good decision making. And most of them were abandoned during this, this time of covid and, and on purpose. All right. Well, Stephanie, thank you. I mean, yeah, you're right. You they probably they're, the strategy will be like, oh, we run out of time, Stephanie. Oh, try try again bad. in 200 years. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but hey, thank you for pushing job, it. Stephanie. Yeah, thank you. And we appreciate your time on this Friday as well. Take care. I appreciate that. And we and just really quickly, we do have a survey if people want to fill it out. Um, it should okay. be up in committee, hopefully. And if people um, want to come and share their stories, that would be wonderful so that we really can put names and faces to these policies and the, the consequences of these policies. And so we can send that information to you if you you know want to send it out or put it on whatever kind of format you guys have. Okay, if that's we'll put it on the yeah. website. But yeah, you've got that. These stories to be pulled. Yeah, well, and actually, just Thank so you know, you. they asked about our website. I don't think we, I don't have the technical ability to do that. But if you send it to me, we can get it sent out and we can put it on our social media. Because um, I think you're right. The word needs to get out because the Democrats aren't going to let this go. But but they need, the people need to know that at least, you know, you guys were willing to say, hey, we yeah. as a government, state government of Colorado. We all share. We all share. Somewhat of the, in the blame. Yeah. So, Stephanie, thank you. Send me that thank and you. people can fill that out. Okay, Take thank care, you. Stephanie. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Right. You too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll put that out. They had yeah. asked me about putting it on our website, and I was like, "It's like, it's like, I, I would probably blow up the internet if I tried to do that." We can send so, it to people. Yeah, yeah, we can put it on social media. Okay, so for the last ten minutes, I want to go back to you know what we maybe what, there's so much going on right now. Um, you know, it's been a very bad, horrible week. Yet another one, you know, for Democrats, Netflix, all the, the wokes, you know, Disney down, Netflix down, Spotify canceling the Obamas, no matter how the Obamas tried to spin it, CNN plus, you know, and they're all whining. I would say this, I've seen a lot of 
reporters in Denver who I kind of know and like, so I refrain from doing this on Twitter. So I'll do it on our podcast saying, oh, well, don't be snarky about all the people at CNN plus losing their jobs. I'm like, did any of you say that about the oil and gas industry? Did any of you say that about people losing their jobs because they didn't want to take a vaccine? No, it's only one that's like your friends. I mean, everybody else you want to destroy and crush. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm sorry. Chris Wallace. I don't feel sorry. Well, I feel sorry for them, but I'm not going to refrain from saying it's smaller people not chris wallace right. and and uh brian felter and and all those other ugly uh, yeah oh steven saying if i blow up the internet it's not, not sure bad, it's a bad thing maybe right steven i'll go try to do that right, if the internet goes down tonight you know i was trying to post that survey the other well, thing- what i want to talk about okay. for a second is is the fact that we've got june 28th we've got coming up and we have two parallel sort of contests going on one is uh who's going to get on the uh, wide ballot uh, for Republicans um, in, in the statewide office, attorney general, um, treasurer, secretary of, secretary of state, governor, uh, senator. That, that's one set, um, none of which have a good chance of winning. Um, the the general election. Gen- no, yeah, general election. Um, but it's still worth getting grassroots people in each and every one of those ones. But the other one is in these congressional districts. Yeah. And that's really exciting. I mean, we've got, we've got, uh, and I may mix up the districts, but we've got the fourth district, which I think is, is, um, Ken Buck against Bob Lewis. And we're all cheering for Bob Lewis. Um, and then we've got, uh, the fifth, which is Dave, you know, Williams. Dave Williams versus Doug Lamborn. So we're all rooting for, um, Dave Williams. And then we've got the, uh, seventh in which we have, um, Eric Oglin and Laura Armour, and she's facing high odds, but we're wishing her the best. Um, and then the eighth, and we've got Laurie Sane versus probably Barbara Kirkmeyer and, and others. I'm um, going to a fundraiser tonight for Laurie Sane, uh, which is exciting. John Lott Jr. is going to be there, right? John Lott Jr. We've had him on our show, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I mean, she's a, that says a lot that she's able to be pulling in this early in the race, some, mm-hmm. some, some heavy hitters like that. But I think you're right. I mean, guys, imagine how much fun it will be. So, you know, in spite of Kevin McCarthy trying to say that Lauren Boebert's Twitter account should be closed, which he denies, <laughs> we'll wait till the audio comes out yeah, on that. Right. But, you know, you Lauren, can you you can Lauren Boebert, can you imagine Lauren Boebert, Dave Williams, Lori Sane in yeah, Congress? Yeah. I mean, and Ken Buck, I, you know, I don't know what will happen there. But Well, but I, I mean, can tell you, he lost badly yeah. in, his, in his congressional assembly, which was shocking. I mean, the guy came in, nomination for the floor, and, and he doubled right. the vote for Ken Buck. So at least among among the uh, cognoscente, Ken Buck's in a lot of trouble, and he deserves to be. Constantly right. telling everybody that, you know, hey, this is the greatest electoral system well, ever. I mean, just a tool for the left. And here's the thing, you know, looking at the hearing today. So there's a hearing going on. And we told you guys this was going to happen a, a couple of months ago that Mark Elias, the Clinton evil, he's like the sort of Soros mini-me kind of guy, right? And And he's an election... Uh, anti-integrity guy, I yeah, guess would be yeah. election <laughs> fixer. And that's his job, right? That's his job. So criminally his job. Well, yeah. But but you know, he had talked about that's why they talk and they keep pushing the January 6th thing with the insurrection. They know it was a Fed surrection, as Marjorie Taylor yeah, Green keeps calling it. But but they want to be able to use that to use the constitution and say that they can't be on the ballot. Anybody who said anything not negative about January 6th can't be on the ballot. Well, I, what I love is the story you told me that in the 
courtroom, they said, well, you're using 1776. If you use that, it means revolution and insurrection and everything else. <laughs> and Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed out- And the, the plaid, giant plaid behind seal. the judge, the seal you know, that said 1776. And even the judge left. But I mean, they've got- Hershey's, I mean, but that's something they're going to try to do. So there's a hearing going on uh, because the Democrats are trying to keep her off the ballot. Um, and they're going to try to keep Ron Hanks, you know, off oh, the yeah, ballot absolutely. too. I mean, that's absolutely. one of the tactics. They tried to keep some people in Arizona off the ballot, claiming they were insurrectionists and therefore not qualified to run for office. Um, and the judge threw it out and said, you know, you, you don't have any standards. Well, they don't care. It's just no. a way of harassing Republican right. candidates and having to use up their money right. rather than going against Democrats. But, and Mark Elias really is. Uh-huh. He, he he's clever he's clever well he may be too clever because i think yeah. a lot of people think if Look, there's one person that should be uh, snarled in the, the durham uh, investigation durham is, is, is mark that. elias but what i find good though is and this is where republicans are starting to find their you know male parts i guess i would say um and <laughs> i can't use what they're teaching kids in school mm-hmm. i can't say that but um because you know you've got dave williams saying let's go brandon um you've got marjorie taylor green saying i'm not backing down 1776 is not a rebel mm-hmm. you know an insurrectionist term you've got lauren bobert who's not backing down you have all these slimy sleazy i'm sorry but kevin mccarthy oh tom better resign people out there because they're so afraid and all these other people in the media too are so afraid that all oh, the Twitter bots are going to come after them that they cower. And you've got all these other people saying, no, I'm not cowering. Put Dave, let's go, Brandon. You know, and if people don't like it, then they don't have to vote for me. I mean, I think the courage of some of the Republicans coming up now and here in Colorado too, Tina Peters, Ron Hanks, you know, God bless him for doing the Dominion voting machine thing. I mean, it was it was funny, if nothing else, you know, but no, it made his campaign. But, made, but, made they're not, but people are they're not backing down, right? They're right. saying, you know, no, we're not gonna cower anymore because we're seeing what the Democrats and their policies are doing to the country. I mean, yeah, it cost me I drive it's like an eight-year-old Subaru. It cost me sixty dollars. I mean, it used to cost me thirty. It's like no, no. you're not going to eat today, Rev. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandra <laughs> want to know is is Mark Elias with Perkins Corey? He was. He was, and then he resigned uh, once the um, excrement hit the fan. Right. Um, he's no longer. He's with another firm. And this, uh, although he's in, he's in charge of Black Lives Matter. What? Go figure out that. Yeah, okay. The funny there, this is from Stephen. Don't be surprised if they try to get Bobert thrown off the ballot. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, this is something they're going to do every place they can just to challenge it. And like you said, if nothing else, just kind of like Jenna Griswold, she has absolutely no basis for telling Dave Williams that that can't be, because I didn't understand, I didn't know this, but the state law says you could put that on, right? It's, it says it. It doesn't say that the Secretary of State gets to decide that it's inappropriate or anything like that, right? It goes before a a, a democratic judge so well but what i mean though is is people are pushing back and but the democrats tactics though is to fight at every turn so it costs money and that's why we love ron yeah. DeSantis. i mean it, you yeah. know the, the the jenna ellis's can say she shouldn't have done it and it just shows you how well it's like that, guys i mean you need to wake up the democrats aren't you know we're like we're sticking to our principles to me it's like if you're in a war and you're like well you know we're sticking we to our like, principles we don't like to shoot people. so we are going to fight during cocktail hour i mean give me a break you know it's like you're gonna you're gonna lose if you stick to that because the democrats i'm not saying you have to do things that are illegal or immoral but the democrats have but no but it would, yeah really if anyone out there though has a lot of money no i'm kidding not really, actually, though. But I think though, there's so much going on with the Republican Party, even 
at certain levels here in Colorado too. Oh, yeah, really true. Absolutely true. All right. Well, party Friday's over. We want to thank everybody for coming on. Priscilla Rahm. Um, Dave Williams. Dave, and you always have to use now his nickname. Dave, uh, let's go Brandon uh, Williams. Williams. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie Locke and, and everybody uh, who put in comments and has been part of the program. Thank you all. Yeah, you can listen to us at all our shows at chuckandjulie.com. Thank you to the great guys at BBS. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. We'll see you Monday. Take care.